Hello, and welcome back to the RIJ Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie J. And tonight, we be drinking, obviously. I mean, we're not going to be here doing an episode without drinking something. So tonight, we're going to be looking at, honestly, this is really good. Uh, Miss Frank, shout out to Miss Frank, gave me this beer. It's called Absolute Zero. It's really good. It's a uh, quadruple India pale ale, but it's really good. Um you know, as usual with, with Adroid Theory, they come out with like all kinds of different things that you can do with the beer, what kind of food you should eat with it, uh, cheese, cigars, music. So I'll give you a couple of them. The first one is uh, for food. They suggest you eat a meatball sandwich with this. Love to see that. Um, the second thing that they suggest like for a music would be The Room of Shadows by Pagan Altar. So I love to see. I've never heard of any of these things, but I mean, you know what? Hey, I, everybody has their to each their own. Everybody has their own thing. And so, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I hope you had a, a good weekend, and I hope you enjoyed your week. Whatever's going on in your little section of the woods, as they say. I'm gonna take a quick drink of this. Yeah, it's an intense beer for sure. Miss Frank was concerned that I wasn't gonna like it. But honestly, it's got, it's got a good flavor to it. I mean, it's intense, right? I mean, it's hoppy as shit. So if you don't like hoppy beers, that ain't for you, bro. But it's a really good IPA. I'm going to give it 69 points of credit. Um, so anyway, so what are we going to talk about this week? Well, I have to first, I have to start off by saying I apologize about last week. I know we only got one episode out. Um, but there's just been so much shit going on between work and, and home and coach going on TDY, which is like basically a form of travel and shit and going all over the world. And I'm, I'm tired of it. Did anyone really go over all, all over the world? No, not really, but it sure fucking feels like it. So I'm just trying to keep it together. You know, I got the kids to myself and I haven't had a lot of time. So apologies. This week we'll have two episodes as usual. Going to launch them on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 0700. That's what we do. You know, I mean, the RIJ podcast, we're here to please. Okay. Sometimes we don't always hit the mark. I mean, so far, in this in, in the entire length of this show for the last oof, four or five months i've missed three episodes but in one uh, one week you got uh an extra bonus episode so maybe at at most we're missing two episodes so i owe you guys too um just as a as a kind of a calendar coming up we're going to be looking at taking off the week of thanksgiving and taking off the week of uh between Christmas and New Year's. So th those weeks, the RAJ podcast will be on hiatus, and we'll talk about more about that when we get closer. So what do I want to talk about on the podcast this week? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have quite a few things that I want to talk about. The first thing we need to talk about, I really want to talk about the concept of mansplaining. I'm really fucking tired of hearing this term. It's so fucking sexist. And I know, I'll go, will you, what do you mean? It's, it's meaningful. My feelings. Listen, mansplaining is a term that was developed by goon feminists, okay? And there are, there are good feminists, sure. And, but there are goonish ones, too. And there are many goons. I would say more goons than there are good ones nowadays. And the feminist crew is, they're just assholes, brother. They're very anti-man. They just don't, they don't like anything about men. Everything men do is, uh, this is toxic masculinity. Oh my God, the portfolio. Jeez, Alou, it's everything. Every other thing is, is something offensive. 
the patriarchy, men this, men that. Oh, we need to get a. It's it's kind of interesting though when you when you think about it because women want to get men out of their spaces, but yet they'll allow trans people to be in their spaces. Does that make any fucking sense to you? And I know I hear, well, uh, trans women are women, obviously. No, I think if you have a dick, you're not you're not you're not a woman. But that's me. I mean, look, if you don't have a uterus, a functional uterus, and you could, oh, and I already hear, oh, when do you have functional uterus? Oh, women's uteruses don't work. Oh, you know what I mean? Remember, we're talking about the fifty-one percent. If you have a functional uterus, you're a woman. If you don't, you're not. I'm sorry. I'm not saying you can't transition and be what you want to be. Again, RIJ Podcast, we respect your decisions. Okay, you can do whatever you want to do. You're an adult. As long as you're an adult. If you're a child, the answer is no. I don't know why we got into a place with our society where we were afraid to tell kids no. Hey, kid, no. Hey, here you go. No, that's the answer, you fuck. No. Oh, you want something? No. Yeah, you? No. Fuck you. I mean, that's what we should do. They need to learn how to how to hear no. Because you see these kids on college campuses and they need safe spaces and pillow rooms and shit. Why? Good God, when I went to college, you were lucky to get laid, much less get a pillow room. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on, bro. You're lucky to find candy. Jeez, a little. And then you had the roommates and all that shit. Jesus, night. But, you know, when I'm talking about mansplaining, what I really wanted to focus on is is the fact that <laughs> I just, first, it's a misandrous, it's sexist. Um, it's It's very, it's kind of a disgusting term because I don't think that women have thought this through all the way. And I can, oh, what? what do you mean? We created that term to talk about how men are assholes. Yeah, I get it. I get what the, I get what it comes from. But I don't think that women get it. I really don't. I don't think that you get it. And the reason I say that is because uh, men mansplain to other men. Get, get the fuck out of here. Yes, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. Men mansplain to other men. Give me an example of that, Robbie J. You're so full of shit. I'll give you a great example. Any one of my listeners who's a male can relate to this. Men will go to Home Depot, especially younger men. If a younger man goes to Home Depot and he's looking for a particular tool and he's looking through the aisles and stuff and an older gentleman comes up to him and says, oh, can I help you? Uh, you know, do you need some help with the tool? And you start to explain exactly what the tool is you're looking for, or maybe some some ins and outs of what you're trying to do. The old guy is always going to tell you that you're an idiot and that you're fucked up and that your reasoning is completely unsound. <laughs> That's what they're going to do every time because they're assholes. You know, what mansplaining really is, at least I would say 80% of the time, sometimes to 20%, yeah, they're being a sexist cunt. I mean, sure, I agree with that. But for the most part, I think 80 percentiles, pretty good. Fairly, I think fairly fair. They're just, they don't like you because you're young. That's it. It has nothing to do with your genitals. It has nothing to do because you have a pair of tits. They don't give a shit about that. They just think you're an idiot. That's what mansplaining really is. Mansplaining is really 20% that they don't like you because you're a woman and 80% because they just think you're a moron because you're young. Because men, as I just said, mansplain to other men. Happens all the time. I mean, I went I went to the freaking Home Depot not less than a year ago, and I had some guy lecture me on the proper tool use. I, bro, I've been doing this for forever. I, I've been using tools since I was 18. It's fucking 22 years. I think I know my way around the tool. I think I, that's what she said. Um, 
I think I know my way around the tool. I think I know my way around, around a workbench. I may not know every intricacy that there is, but I certainly know, I would say, more than the basics. I wouldn't say I'm, an, I'm a novice. I would say I'm an advanced. I'm not an expert either, but I would say I'm an advanced category of, of someone who knows what they're doing around a fucking tool. But these motherfuckers, you walk in there, they, they, they act like you're the dumbest piece of shit that they've ever seen. That's, that's mansplaining. Mansplaining is universal. I hate to tell you, ladies, but mansplaining has nothing to do with your genitals. It really doesn't. Now, I know, you know, you'll hear these ladies, well, I mean, this, this is really talking about the workplace, okay? This is the workplace. Show your research, Robbie J. Show your research. Because we're talking about the workplace and how men feel threatened of women in their spaces. I don't know any man that's threatened by a woman in their spaces. I don't at all. I really don't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because honestly, I think most men don't give a flying fuck whether you're in charge or not. We don't care. I don't give a shit. This is the first time I think in my entire career, I have to really think about this. I think this is the first time in my entire career where I've reported to all men. This is the first time. It has never happened before. And actually, if you take our our top of the top, then I do report to one woman. But for the most part, all of my structure are men. And at that, all of my structure are black men. Every one of them is a black guy. Now, what does that matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just telling you the the, the demographics so that you're aware. But... You know, when it comes down to it, this is the first time in my career I've ever had that happen. Because where I work, it's, it's I think, a majority of, of the positions, or at least a good, good amount of them, have a lot of women in, in supervisory positions. That's the way we've had it as an organization. Now, some are good and some suck. I mean, but that's, that's men too, right? You have a lot of supervisors that are men. Some are good and some suck. It just seems to be the way that it is. It has nothing to do with your genitals. Um, but I don't really see, I don't see my, at least I can say my generation. I don't see the generation X, uh, the baby boomers. Sure. Probably. But again, as I said, just a minute ago, the baby boomers have a problem with anyone who's young. That's why we have people who are 80 and 90 years old in our Congress and shit, because they just don't think the young people can take the reins. I hate to tell you, but it's time for you to go. Or die is fine, too. I don't really care at this point. As long as you're out of the seat, I think that's really what I care about. I did hear that Mitt Romney is retiring. Um, He said it was, it's, you know, I love these politicians. What a fucking asshole. He was like, well, I think it's time for a younger generation to take this. No, that's not why. It's because your poll numbers are in the toilet, you fucking idiot. We all know it. I mean, don't, don't, don't blow smoke up our ass, Mitt. What kind of name is Mitt anyway? What a fucking asshole. So anyway, so I mean, he tried to snow all of us with his little, his little bullshit. Well, I mean, it's for the common decency. <laughs> if you ever hear a politician talk about what the decent, decent thing to do is, or what's right for America, just fucking run, bro. They're so full of shit. Just run the other way, mate. It ain't even worth it. So, but I do think that the mansplaining thing is tired. It's old now. Um, and it's really just like kind of a, a, a crutch. I think that there was a time and place. I think there's a time and place for most of these things. There's a time and place to say, hey, you know, the workplace is really sexist. Uh, I'm a woman. It's hard for me to kind of break in and, and get the respect that I deserve. I believe all that. Absolutely. Because you also see with humanity, not just men and women, but we also get into our stovepipes where we get used to a certain way of dealing with things. 
and then we just get used to that. So anyone that brings a modicum of change is seen as like some sort of like sociopath or something. You're changing it. You know, people can't handle change. But again, that's universal. That's not men and women. That's people. People can't handle change. People don't like things to change. You have a what what I hear all the time on one of the podcasts I listen to, a normalcy bias. We we tend to think that things will be a certain way all the time. And when they change, we get a little bit, you know, a little like, you know, we can't handle it. So, but but mostly with the mansplaining thing, I just think it's a, it's derogatory. It's like some it's like going into work and calling someone a cunt. I mean, it's not gonna accomplish anything because all you're really doing by using terms like that. If you, you've just put yourself out there as you're just some sort of fucking bitch, you're just a bitch. You're like, well, that's a derogatory term towards women. Well, sure. If you use it only for women, but I mean, I call men big bitches all the time because they're acting like a big bitch. You're like, well, what is a big bitch exactly? Well, last I checked, it was a big female dog. That's what a bitch is. Is it not? Okay. Anywho. But I mean, I also think that if you use terms unilaterally, then it loses the sexism connotation. Now, I mean, you don't know me from Adam, right? I could just, I'm just some guy on the street. But I mean, if I call you a big bitch and you're a woman, you'd be like, oh, sexist, kill him. You know, whatever. Because, you know, I used to call them feminazis. That used to really piss someone off at work. <laughs> I used to say that to her all the time. I was like, oh yeah, you bunch of feminazis. you like, like, listen, you're the fascist, whether you like it or not. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. You know, it's that, it's that old Batman quote. You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that's what most of these movements have become, their own villains. They're the very thing that they wish to destroy. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It, it's that way with race relations now. We'll get into that on a separate podcast. It's that way with, with sexism, which we're talking about now. It's that way with a lot of things. If you think about it, we've just created the very things in which we sought to destroy. We, we did a whole 360. This is bad. Let's stop this. Hey, Jimmy, let's stop it. And then we stopped it. And then we were like, well, there's more to do. There's more work to do, more work to do. And then we went the other 180 and we went right back to where we were again. I mean, it's the first, I mean, I never thought in my lifetime that we would see segregation be a topic again. <laughs> segregation. I mean, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, growing up in the 90s, I looked at the 90s and I was like, wow, this is a fucked up time. But as I look back at the 90s from a uh, point of view of 2023, God damn, the 90s were great. <laughs> it was a great time. Sure, there was some some social, you know, cohesion issues and shit like that. And, you know, we were headed towards 9-11 and all that mess. But for the most part, I mean the nineties were fairly homogenous. And I mean, I feel like at, at least when I grew up race relations were probably in the best place that they've been in my lifetime. I probably can say that because it's only gotten worse. Race relations in America have only gotten worse, uh, since I want to say, and I hate to say it because some people will be like, damn, but it's really true. Race relations got really bad in this country after Obama took over. You would think the opposite. And I'm not saying this is Obama's fault, although he has some to, he has some blame there. But and we'll get into that in a separate podcast. Don't you worry. We'll cover these op- these topics. But I mean, it just really didn't get bad until like 2008, 2009. I mean, sorry, but it's kind of true. That's when things got bad. And they just went bad and they they have continued to get bad. It's been getting worse and worse. 
But from a sexism standpoint, I mean, again, I'm not going to ever argue that there's no such thing as sexism. There's no such thing as racism. These, these things absolutely exist. There are absolutely going to be always going to be people who look at women as being inferior. Um, and I can't even wrap my, like, I can't even give you a reason why, because I don't understand. Like, cause someone has a set of tits. That means they're not as good as you. I don't under Like, what's the, what's the thought process there? I, I can't wrap my head around it. Maybe we'll have to interview a sexist sometime. Um, but, you know, from that standpoint, it, it, it's just difficult to kind of wrap your head around the, these kind of ideology, these hateful, this is the true hate of people who hate people just because of what they are or who they, who they associate with or what they look like and shit. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I can't wrap my head around that. I just don't, I don't get it. Everyone that you meet should come to you as a person. I don't know. This is like, well, duh, no shit. Well, no shit. Well, I mean, we need to talk about it apparently because people don't do that. They're like, well, I mean, uh, <laughs> let me see your political roster and then we'll determine whether you're evil or not. Really? That's what we're doing now? Jeez, this country is a mess. But I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But ultimately, these things really fucking piss me off. And every time I hear mansplaining, I don't hear it as much as I used to at work. But every time I hear it, it makes me cringe a little bit. I also get tired of, of, no offense, ladies, but I get tired of you using it as a crutch all the time. Well, I mean, it's obviously sexism. Is it, though? Is it? Or are you just saying that because it's an easy win for you? And I mean it. It's just one of the, it's the, it's the path of least resistance. Like, if you call someone a racist, it's kind of like the mic drop. It's kind of over at that point. I think the same is true with sexism. You just say, oh, well, it's because of sexism. And everybody's like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, nothing we can do about that. I mean, that's terrible. Jesus. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, we got to take care of that guy. There is no like thought process anymore. It's just an immediate win. It's like you have the, that card and like, <laughs> it's like if, if in Uno, you had a card in your, in your hand that said you, you get to get rid of all cards and, and say that you're out of the game and you win. That's it. That's what sexism has become. Oh, it's my, uh, it's my win card. Here's my win card. Bye. We're over the game. Bye. Thanks for a million dollars. <laughs> Cheers. I'm going to take another drink of this. Hold on. Sorry. Another sip. Mmm. Ooh. It's got some bite. Remember Bargs? When Bargs had bite? Anyway. So I just think it's one of those crutches and I really get tired of hearing it because it, you know, and what's, I think, really what it comes down to is the the issue for me is that when we have true instances of sexism, it makes you just not want to hear it anymore. And that's terrible. You know, like you just, it's just used so willy nilly and in all situations that when someone really has an issue come up that is about sexism or, or a, a man using his power to influence a woman or to take advantage or any of those things that, that can happen in a workplace. Um, it's just not like, you, you know, you got to, you, you had the point where no one believed you, right? You, we were in that state space and I'm not going to put necessarily, but like 1950s makes me think of that. Like no one cared. They'd call you, hey, you bunch of skirts, shut up, you big bitches. You know, that was the kind of time frame that we lived in. So you had an issue with, you know, if you reported something and you were a woman and no one would take you seriously because, you know, I mean, that to me, that was more patriarchy than today. But okay. Anyway. Um, so you, you go into that. And then we got into a space where we were just like, well, women can do anything they want. That's fine. 
And now we're getting back into a space where it's just like we've taken it so far that everything that that a man says to a woman is sexist. And I'm like, how do we get how do we get here? You, you, you got what you wanted. You, get, you got what you wanted. Right. When it comes to sexism, when it comes to equal rights, when it comes, you got everything you wanted and it still wasn't good enough. So you just continued the paradigm and kept shifting it. And now we're in like la la land. I don't even know what's what's up anymore. Now, if a man looks at you even sideways, it's because he's a sexist asshole. I mean, okay. I mean, is it though? Or maybe it's because you're a bitch. I mean, is that maybe it? Could it be you? Perhaps instead of all this self-care and self-reflective bullshit that we keep doing as a society, perhaps we could just say, is it me? That should be the first question that we ask ourselves in any situation. Is it me? Am I the problem? Am I the fuckface asshole? Let me see. That should probably be where we should start first before we start getting into the the world of sexist. It's a patriarchy. These men don't want women to succeed. I'm sure there's some of that. But as, as a whole, do I think that? No, not at all. Especially with, with my generation, with, with fucking millennials, you think that that's a, a thing with millennials? Nah, bro. You think that's a thing with Gen Z? No. You think it's a thing with X? Maybe a bit more, but no. Is it a baby boomer thing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's a baby boomer thing. Is it a silent generation thing? Almost undoubtedly doobly. Are there any silent generation people left? Not many. I think they're mostly they're mostly dead now, which is probably best. I mean, Mitch McConnell's still alive though, so you're like, he's a baby boomer. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. He seems like a silent generation to me. Jesus, he can't even speak. He freezes, for God's sake. <laughs> the incredible freezing man. Take a look, everybody. He'll give you a press conference where he freezes and says nothing for 45 seconds and grabs onto the podium with absolute dignity. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck you, Mitch McConnell, you big bitch. I hope you listen to this, you absolute piece of garbage. You fucking octogenarian piece of shit. Fuck you. Can't wait for you to fucking just collapse one day and just get removed. What a dickhead. Anyway, as it were. So the only other thing I want to talk about in this podcast, because it's already we're already at 22 minutes now. Oh, hey, is I, I really the other term that I hate that's being used so freaking often is this assigned at birth. Well, I was assigned male at birth. No, 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 no. Please stop saying that. You were not assigned anything at birth. If anything, you were assigned a name at birth. Yes, your name was assigned, correct. You didn't pick it. That was assigned to you. But your gender was not assigned at birth. Thank you very much. And and regular people use this now. Well, I mean, it's assigned, assigned gender at birth. You know, I mean, it's these, these, again, like we talked about in the last podcast, these pseudo-intellectual pieces of shit. Well, I mean, you know, it's a sign to birth. I mean, uh, you know, uh, separation of church and state, uh, you know, irregardless, of course. Fuck off. Just, you know, if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, just stop talking. Stop making yourself look like a fucking idiot, please. You're like, well, what do you mean? It's very simple. The doctor pulls down your pants. I mean, I'm being somewhat facetious. The doctor pulls down your goddamn pants. If you have a pecker, you're a male. And if you have a hole, you're a female. Some people call it a bonus hole. I don't, but I'm just saying, like, if you see a bonus hole or if you see an appendage of some sort, big, long, you know, indifferent, medium, whatever the size it is, then that's 
That's the sex. I, I don't understand. It should be observed sex at birth. That's the true term, observed. Yes, okay. I mean, if you want to go into the transit stuff and you want to say, well, I mean, people have different feelings and they, you know, experience uh, their sexuality differently and they come to different things because they think, I don't care about any of that. No one can see in your goddamn head. I don't know what the fuck's going on in your head. And some of these people, I don't think they know what's going on in their head. It's a dangerous time. But ultimately, you're not assigned anything at birth except for your name. They, they look at your genitals and they make the best determination. Now, of course, you're going to, because I know somebody will say, well, what about intersex people? What about hermaphrodite? Okay, again, again, is that 51%? No, no. Hermaphrodites, uh, chicken chow manies, waddly ambers, this, they're, they're like percentage points, bruv. There's not that many of them. I'm not downplaying it. I, I mean, I get it. Hermaphrodite, it's probably difficult. I don't know. It's probably difficult. To, I mean, there's been cases where you, they, there was uh, kids that were assigned male at birth, according to the, the language, assigned male at birth. And, and it turns out they were, they were hermaphrodites and they were female. I mean, it happens. I'm not saying that. But again, it's observed. We make the best observation we can. If you look like you have a pecker, you're a guy. If you look like you have a bonus hole, you're a woman. That's it. I don't understand why this is so hard. You're not assigned anything. We keep changing the language to just make it stupid. And it's on purpose. I mean, I think it's on purpose, right? We all know that this is on purpose. This is on purpose to throw everything into disarray. It's, it's, a, it's a controlled demolition of our culture. And this is on purpose by the progressives. Let's just be straight about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mince mince words here. It's them. It's these commies. That's who it is. The commies are trying to do whatever they can to destroy the fabric of this nation. They'll do it. They'll stop at nothing. Now I know some of, some of my audience will be like, "Well, I'm on the left." Okay, I don't care if you're on the left. I don't care if you're on the right. But if you're a commie, you can get bent. I don't want to talk to you. You're a fucking asshole. And if you're on the far right and you're a fascist piece of shit, I don't want to talk to you either. That's how I feel. Let's get the middle going here. Where's the middle people at? Where's sense and sensibility? That's not just a movie. Can we like make it a real thing? Can we have people have sense and sensibility, please? Can we bring out? Can we bring back some common sense, please? Thank you. But come on, bro. I mean, if you hear somebody say that they were assigned something at birth, you really should roll your eyes at them and just be like, "Come on, man. That's just that. That's ridiculous." You mean this whole medical thing that we've been having going for eight million years, and now all of a sudden it's it's assigned? It's not witnessed at birth. It's not observed at birth. I mean, if you can say that, there's no there's no problem with bringing that into the lexicon to say observed at birth. Okay, I think that's rational. Yeah. And then you can come back later and be like, well, you know, you know, observed at birth that I was a male, but I mean, I feel like I'm a lady and, you know, I, I should be, a, okay, well then be a lady then. I don't give a shit. I mean, if that's, if that's the, the way we're going, if anybody can just be whatever they want to be, I don't care anymore. I don't really want to hear it. I mean, I think terminology matters. I think science matters to an extent. I think you're like, well, in your last episode, you said that science, you said, you said, uh, do your research, do your re you said that you, uh, okay. I said that science isn't infallible. That's what I said. I said that people have agendas when it comes to science. That's what I'm saying. Because people are people, as I say many a times. But, um, the final thing I want to leave you with was a little bit of a story going back to the mansplaining piece. It's always caught my funny, but I had an old friend that, when I was back in Maryland and he's not my friend anymore because he's an asshole. But um, 
for the for the lack of a better, we'll just call the guy Dale. His name was Dale. D A L E. Dale. That may or may not be his real name. You decide. But anyway, I was talking to Dale one time about uh, football, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would consider myself a fan of football." And he was like, "Well, do you know where the term fan derives from?" And I was like, "I mean, I, I know English. It's fanatic." Yes, that's correct. You see, you see, Robbie J. Um, you wouldn't really be determined uh, to be a fanatic, would you, for football? I'm like, what? What do you? Where is this going, Dale? What are you talking about? And he was like, well, you see, a fanatic or someone who's a fan would know all the statistics from all kinds of games and and the the pass ratios and and all the stats from all this stuff. That's what a true fan would know. And I was like, so you're basically saying I'm not a fan? And he was like, well, I mean, you know, are you? And I was like, well, I mean, I guess under your terminology, no. So I guess my question to all those feminist feminazis out there, was that mansplaining? Because <laughs> I kind of feel like it was. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me I don't understand the definition of a word. You're telling me I'm not a true fan because I don't meet your ideological perspective as to what that should be. I mean, last I, t- I checked colloquially anyway, is that fan just means you're, you like something. That's what it means. Like, I- I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of big boobs, right? Like, I like them. But I don't know everything there is to know about tits. I mean, I'm sure there's some things that someone... I mean, I'm, I know everything, really. But I'm sure there's somebody that could come to me and be like, did you know that in 1645, women were having their tits fall off? <laughs> I wouldn't know that fact. So does that mean I'm not a true fan of breasts because I don't know that particular piece of knowledge? You see what I mean? We can really go down some rabbit holes here because just because you don't know every little intricacies doesn't mean you don't have to be an expert to be a fan, I guess that's my point. Anyway, I really appreciate you all listening to the RAJ podcast with your host, me, Robbie J. If you would, please like, share, and subscribe. It really helps the channel, okay? But if you would, send an email to rajpodcast1 at gmail.com. We appreciate it. Remember, we always like to do our mailbag segments. They're a lot of fun. All right. I'll see you in the next one, guys. Take care now. Yeah.